This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Hi, everyone. Lucy Kippist here. I'm the editor of Flying Solo, and this episode of our podcast is brought to you by Flying Solo's brand new business class membership. It's your annual pass to great deals, discounts, tips, and wisdom for building the business of your dreams. Plus, you get an opportunity to be a guest on this podcast, all for just $165. Head to our website for details. Today's guest has a gift for the quirky. Her Instagram name is Queen of the Dust, and she runs a lively Facebook group called Women Making Gravy. Edwina Robertson is a country wedding photographer turned social media expert from northern New South Wales and she's on the show today because she's a brilliant example of a rural small business owner forced to pivot during COVID and she's achieved incredible success in a very short space of time. Edwina, welcome to the podcast. Thank you, Lucy. Thanks for having me. It's delightful to meet you. I have looked all over your Instagram page um, this morning and I just love what I see. So to get straight into the story, you started out as a small business, uh, sorry, you started out small business life as a country wedding photographer and that kind of all grounded to a halt as it did for many of us about 10 weeks ago, thanks to the COVID yeah. pandemic. Mm-hmm. What what happened next? Oh gosh, well, after I think the first couple of weeks, um, Lucy, of the initial shock of understanding what this was all about and what it meant for so many of us, including including my own business, um, you know, I kind of went, well, particularly for, for being a wedding photographer and, and photographers in general, there's a bit of a delay in, in a lag. So even though some of the businesses are going back um, to scratch now and getting back into it, because you can't plan a wedding and, and hold it in a week, it's there's such a long process to plan a wedding and get it all organized. The delay for me to go back to work was going to be October. So it was a long, it was look, I was looking at six, I was looking down the barrel of six months of not actually having any work. And I thought, you know what, I can't do this. Um, I can't do it for my sanity, for my mental health. Uh, I know when I don't have a purpose or I'm not active and, and doing something and achieving something, I know my mental health goes into decline. Yep. So I thought, wow, I've, I've really got to do something here, just even even for a little bit of cash, just to keep me going. And so about the four, by the fourth week of sort of this COVID um, period, I decided that I'd offer some creative mind, uh, creative mastermind groups through, and I offered them to my current Instagram followers. And it was just something just to maybe help other businesses um, figure out where they're at or, or help them with their social media. And I, I did put a price on them. They were very cheap, but I had four people sign up to my first group. And then I shared this on my Instagram. And then the next week I had another 20 people sign up, which was uh, five wow. more groups. So wow. I quickly and crazily figured out and understood that there was actually a niche for this kind of help 
for these small businesses. Now, many of my followers on my wedding photography Instagram page are rural and regional women. Mm. And all the people who were signing up for these groups, these creative mastermind groups, were actually rural and regional women in business. So it almost, it's like the niche and the target market had almost sort of just set itself out that this, these were the people that needed help. How incredible. Um, and and just, to, just, yeah. to, just to go back, just take a couple of steps back there. So you used your existing business Instagram account, which was for your photography business. Yes, that's to correct. promote. Sorry, to promote this new business. Yes, and, uh, because at, at the beginning, I didn't know it was going to be a business. Yes. I, I wasn't intended. To, it was just intended to give me something to do in the interim to keep my mind active. Yeah. So how did you how did you sell that? What was the wording that you used? Because I'm just wondering, was that something that people were like, oh wow, yeah, because we love we love Edwina's Instagram page and we want to be like her. Like, how did you? sell that to the audience the concept um initially i just said i think i just said i'd like to if anyone's in business and would like because i've done a lot of business coaching and sort of training myself before so i sort of said you know if, if you're in business if you'd like to maybe come together and um we can all think of some ideas to help you i think i actually initially worked on the fact that we're in covid and if you're in a business and you were needing to look at sort of pivoting or or changing the way you were doing business, then we could all join in on this group. Everyone could get in, share their ideas and knowledge and thoughts, and then help people to manage and get through the time, which initially was pretty stressful for everyone. And in that first group, I had a a wedding celebrant. So she was obviously out of work as well. And I had a lady who did grazing, uh, grazing platters so her business relies on events. So she was out of work. Um, so and another photographer. So we all needed to, we were all sort of in the same position that we all needed to think outside of the box to keep our businesses going whilst we had no idea what was happening during COVID and with the um, lockdown and, and restrictions and everything. So absolutely, it's, it's, yeah, it's, it was just a bit, a bit of a help group really. And it went from there. And do you think the premise of what you're teaching people in your groups mm-hmm. is, are you coming from the idea that anyone can be good at social media? Absolutely. Uh, I feel that most people who sign up to the, we've got sort of courses and specific training now, but I think everyone who signs up, I, I talk to prior and I see where their, their pain is and where they're struggling. And I think everyone understands that, there is a need for social media in their business. It's necessary and it's not going anywhere. Social media isn't going anywhere. So we've got to kind of learn to love it and learn to use it. But I think a lot of people just felt so lost in how they used it for their businesses. It was all just sort of um, a bit of a sort of just running blindly and not having any understanding of the algorithm of Instagram or, or what to use for hashtags or when to post or who they were talking to. So I believe with what I'm teaching now, absolutely, even the greenest of green people and the greenest of green businesses can learn how to maximise their engagement, um, particularly with their Instagram following and and help it, help make make their Instagram page a place that actually helps their business not hinders it yeah and I mean I think 
Instagram's a, an interesting platform, isn't it? I mean, I love it and it's fantastic for small business. Um, and I think a lot of us had gotten behind Facebook at first. What mm-hmm. is it about Instagram, in your opinion, that makes it such an important tool? Because if I understand this correctly, your courses are based specifically on Instagram. You're not covering any other social media at this point. Are you? Yes, at, at the moment. And the reason for that is, I I did a little bit of market research and most people wanted help with their Instagram. Um, And most people were also preferred Instagram over Facebook anyway. That was sort of the choice. So I'd rather be really good at teaching Instagram than average at teaching Instagram, average at teaching Facebook and so on. Um, I think Instagram is more community-based. I think it's a more positive place for people to be. Um, they have more choice over what they can see on their feed. Uh, and I think the way that the platform actually works is Instagram wants to show its, its consumers only the most interesting and exciting content. So if your content isn't interesting or exciting or doesn't appeal to people, then it's not going to rank that higher or show that. So that's the beauty of it because you're seeing more of the stuff you love and you want to see. Um, and I think with Instagram, it gives us all a real scope to be authentic and to show who we are. And if you don't like that, that's fine. You unfollow and, and go elsewhere. I just I think it's a, a, a really nice, safe place generally to be and it's a great way to create community, to create tribe, to create loyal followers and particularly for business to create a a great funnel for people to come and follow you and when they're ready to purchase, be there and trust you and and buy from you because you've already established that that, um, relationship with them through your content which you've been posting for for weeks, months, or years before, to until they're ready to purchase. That's that's very true. It is it is such an easy platform to develop relationship and build community. I totally agree with you. Do you think that Instagram is better suited to a service or a product based business, or do you think it can apply to both? I think it can apply to both. I think, unfortunately, the perception is if this if you're not a creative and you don't have pretty images as as per se I think people think well if I don't have that I can't grow a following there is it's completely that's complete nonsense um I go back and in my training I tell people it's all about how you can help people okay how can you help people so I was chatting to a lady the other day who has a therapy business and she her therapy business and her counseling helps with um parents with disabled children so you know there's great ways to share information it doesn't always have to be entertaining or or nice or I guess um, cosmetically appealing it can be information that educates people information that can show that you're the expert like there's plenty of other ways you can promote your business if it doesn't look beautifully when it comes to aesthetics Um, you know we've got IGTV we've got live stories There's, I, I actually think sometimes businesses that are uh, service-based and are actually really helping people solve problems although they might not have a, a huge following because their business is quite niched in, in a particular area 
when people follow them, they're there because they particularly want to know or get help with that topic or the service they're offering. So their following is actually quite engaged. Uh, it's quite genuine and it allows the, the platform as a, as a whole allows people to become experts in whatever they're offering, whether it be a product or a service. So I think it's for both. Yeah, it's a, it's a really good way of looking at it. So I wanted to talk a little bit about um, the fact that you are a real advocate for the rural and regional small businesses, particularly women small business owners in those areas in Australia. Um, and this in the context of covid I read that you know you'd you've been working hard amongst sort of representing or being there for women running small businesses in rural areas in response to drought and that's something that you've been fairly passionate about for a long time probably five mm -hmm. years or so how does this business draw into that passion of yours how does it how does sure. it, yeah speak to that yeah so I guess yeah for the last five years as you mentioned I have been advocating for the bush um, to get more awareness around the drought and the effects of drought on rural and regional communities, um, particularly the drought, because that's something that's been going for a long period of time for many communities. Um, and I guess I've put all this time and effort into that and the penny kind of dropped only a month or so ago when I had started doing these creative mastermind groups and I thought, you know what? There's so many women and these capable, inventive, completely amazing women who have started what we refer to as off-farm incomes in times when the farming income due to drought has been inconsistent, non-existent, um, you know, has no stability because obviously it's inevitable that drought affects, affects a farming income. Um, so all these women have started these sort of, I guess some of them even started as side hustles and I realised I could actually do more for rural and regional communities by helping these women see their potential and helping them grow their businesses because these businesses don't have as many variables that can ultimately affect their bottom line. So yes. with the farming income, yes, you can get drought, bushfires, floods, market variations, all this, so many things that can affect the in overall income that comes off a farm. But these other business farm incomes aren't, don't have as many variables that affect them. So it kind of was a bit of a flip for me because I've been trying to help all the farmers and now I'm like, I want to help the other side of the fence that is still part of the farm, but these other off-farm incomes are actually more stable. So why aren't we putting more resources, time and energy into making them viable? Because realistically, they're going to be stronger for when we get the next drought or the next flood or the next bushfire or whatever happens to affect our rural and regional communities. Yeah, and I mean, that's, it's such a, such a fascinating way to look at it. Um, we did a story a couple of weeks ago now on Flying Solo about, you know, I interviewed a few rural and regional business owners who were basically like, yes, COVID is not ideal at all, but in terms of their ability to adapt to this next crisis, it's almost like for that particular community of small business owners, it's been one thing after another after another, drought, bushfires, and now this. 
And so many of them said, like, as you've just said, like this, you know, our variables are controllable and we're used to working remotely. We're used to not having access to the best technology. We're used to having smaller markets to deal with and we're used to relying heavily on... Are you still there, Edwina? Yes, I'm here. Oh, good, sorry. I thought it dropped out. Sorry. Sorry. Um, Yeah, we're used to um, relying on you know, not relying on much to keep our businesses going and to be really dynamic going. and agile. Mm. Yeah, and I think that's such mm. a fascinating point that as a community, if you can support them and obviously social media being a huge way, as we saw from Bly from the Bush mm. last year. I mean, mm. that's just absolutely it's just the lifeblood of, of, of promoting businesses. So on your website, you have um, a little tagline um, saying that, not only does your business um, help businesses, but it changes lives. And I'm just wondering if you have an example of that, because that seems like a very powerful statement to make. And I just wondered if you had an mm-hmm. example of a client story that of, you'd like to share. Of course, yes. Well, even um, for one of the ladies who joined me in the, uh, my first creative mastermind group. So she was, this is the grazing platter um, business. Now, obviously because of the nature of her business with no events, everything got canceled and she didn't have any bookings in for the rest of the year. So she had to move, she lost, and she also had a, a another job. So this was sort of a, I guess, a part-time business that she was growing. Um, she lost her other job as well. So she had to move back home into, she was in Melbourne. She had to move back to Toowoomba to live with her parents. Obviously, that's a really hard thing to do when you've lost your job. You can't afford to pay your bills or whatnot. Um, and she was lost. She goes, I don't know what I'm going to do. You know, I've just everything's just been wiped away from me. And we had a chat about where she was at with the business and potentially how she could help people who were stuck at home and couldn't go out. So one of the first ideas we had for her was to – because a lot of in a lot of the supermarkets initially when there was you couldn't get toilet paper or whatnot flour was a was a product that you was very hard to access so she was able to access some flour and she started making scones for people and she started doing these scone packs and then she also started she did some mother's day packs so although her core business is grazing platters and tables she pivoted her business to help the, you know, what the situation was with the COVID and the lockdowns and the restrictions. And in the first, so I'd spoken, I think it was six to seven weeks after we'd initially spoken and she'd done the course, she'd actually um, done over 140 sales in that time. So she said she'd done more sales in that period, in that sort of, oh, let's just say technically four-week period since we started the course. She done more. She done more sales in that four-week period than she'd done in the entirety of her business. How amazing! And this was during a pandemic. Wow, just amazing! And, and it goes she, to show that yeah. we still love scones. It doesn't matter what's going on. <laughs> Absolutely, such a simple thing, but such a nice, mm. you know, a nice thing to be able to order a packet of scones or a, you know six scones that were freshly made came with jam and cream, delivered to your door and something whilst you couldn't go out or couldn't go to a cafe, you could still sit at home and enjoy something fresh and bit of comfort and food. delicious. Yeah, mm. absolutely. What a great story. Um, Edwina, you've done a fantastic job um, and what your story says to me the most is pivots. We've read about that 
60 million times in the last 12 weeks yeah. about how we want to do it and what they should do. And I think what your story really beautifully shows is that actually it doesn't have to be complicated. And actually no. it doesn't have to be something that you have a certificate on the wall in. It no. actually just has to be something, maybe it's some part of your existing business or something that you enjoy doing for your business or existing job. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can make something of it and you've done an excellent job. Where can people go if they would like to sign up for one of your brilliant courses? Uh, perfect. So the website's womenmakinggravy.com and we have a range of courses and training uh, abilities for every budget and every level of where you're at in business. Um, so something for everyone there. So womenmakinggravy.com. Alternatively, you can just follow us on Instagram. Fantastic. Thank you so much for joining us, Edwina, and best of luck with the business. It sounds like it's, it doesn't need much help at all. It's off to a very flying start. Thank you very much for your time, Lucy.